It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. This is your host, Ed Oliver, uh, Washington Sports, Washington, D.C. Sports YouTuber. You can follow me on Twitter at E-D-T-O-O-F-L-A-T-T. And this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and let them and tell them Locked On sent you. Uh, so today we're going to get into the Summer League, and we have a special guest, big time, Washington Wizards fan, my guy Dialante. Uh, he's a Washington Wizards YouTuber. He's on Twitch as well. He's very active on Twitter. Um, let them know where you can follow you on Twitter. How you doing today, man? Um, on Twitter, you can follow me at D Talks a lot. D E T A L K S A L O T. I'm doing pretty good today. The Wizards finally got a summer league win. You know, it was looking rough those first two games, but they came out and had a decent game today. So I'm feeling pretty good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's about time. It's about time. You know, I don't. Yeah, they don't. They don't do the Papa John's offer. They didn't get a hundred points at <laughs> the time, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I just want to get your your take on Corey Kispert and Isaiah Todd. How the two draft picks have done so far. I know a lot of people online have been going crazy just because, you know, Kispert didn't have the best two games. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just want to get your take on Kispert and Isaiah Todd. How the two young guys have looked so far. Um. I think with Corey Kispert. He had a he had a very good showing today, best showing of the summer league. I think you know it's not a, a lot of stock that I put in summer league because especially for a guy like Corey Kisper and his game where you know he's coming in and playing a more off ball role, and as he showed you today that he can take it to the hoop off the dribble, but he's mainly an off off ball guy, and that's how he's going to score majority of his points. So it's hard when you got guys trying to get looked at at other guards looking to get theirs and looking to score. And in a, just in general, a summer league setting. So, you know, for the people who were like, oh, he's not putting up all these points, you know, relax, take it easy. I think he's been, you know, showing hustle plays, getting on the ground early in the first two games. And today he showed you a little of the sniper that he is and taking you off the dribble and getting to the basket as well. Um, Isaiah Todd, I think he's he's definitely, you know, struggled a little bit during the summer league. But like I said, I don't really take too much stock into that. And I know that he was in the health and safety protocol as well earlier. So that could have an effect on him too. I know he did hit a three-pointer to, I mean, a three-point shot today. And I mean, I like to see more of these guys in like a preseason setting where they're kind of surrounded by more NBA talent and, and more of an NBA setting. I'm totally with you. Um, you know, they, they just didn't have a point guard out there. I mean, they had some mm-hmm. okay point guards, but, you know, we definitely missed Cassius Winston. I just like how Corey was more aggressive. Like, he was way more aggressive today. He was yep. way more confident. He said it himself in, a, in the interview that he just felt more comfortable. The guys finally passed the ball, uh, like what's unsold wants them to do this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, when, when when we first watched it, it was just every man for himself out there. It was just like guys just putting their heads down, going to the cup, and um, just not even looking to pass the ball. So, um, but yeah, what, what other guys do you think stood out to you today other than the two young guns? 
Um, Holmesley. Holmesley is a guy who's yeah, like done pretty good. He had 15 points. I know it was on shooting six for six, seven for 16 from the field. But um, in the very first game, he was impressive. You know, second game was a little falling off. But first game, he was very impressive. Today, he was impressive. He definitely is a guy. In the first game, he shot the three ball well. He's definitely a guy who can, you know, get buckets. I've been very impressed with him. And Echenike, the big man, I know right. he got hurt today with the ankle. He's been very impressive. He was very impressive in the last game. And today, before he got injured, you know, he was six or seven from the free throw line, I believe. So that's all, always good for a big man if you're in your free throws. And those two guys, outside of just the main two draft picks, I've been definitely had an eye on them. You know, I definitely had an eye on them. Yeah, um, Echenike. Um, I've been butchering his name, but yeah, it's Echenico. Yeah, you, you, you said it right too. Yeah, um, yeah, he played well before he got hurt. He only played eight minutes today. He had thirteen points, and then he blocked somebody's shot. He threw the ball off somebody's head. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So he played well. Um, Holmesley, yeah, Holmesley's a baller, man. I think, yeah, I hope we can keep him somehow. I think he's gonna be on the G League team, which is fine. But um, I wish there was a way we could definitely keep him on the roster. The guy can score, he can shoot, he can dribble, and um. I like I like um, Austin Hollins a little bit. I like Jordan Goodwin was good today. He had a couple steals and was scrappy, got on the floor a little bit. And um, Mason Jones, he was he was pretty good today too. He's a scorer mm-hmm. on the bench. He had uh, 14 points today. So I, I thought you know I'm happy we finally got the W. We played the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they got Duarte and yeah. they just falling up on the draft too. Um, what what was your uh, take on the whole draft? The whole draft night getting Aaron Holiday. Uh, how did you feel about Tommy Shepard's move on draft night? Was there anybody else? Was was Kispert? Do you think Kispert was? I don't think he was a reach at all. I think he was just right at fifteen. Mm-hmm. But um, was there anybody else you thought about taking? And how did just how did you feel about the draft night in general? Um, I think for who was there, the Wizards definitely grabbed the right guy. My number one picks like that I wanted for the Wizards, I've been consistent with throughout the all season was Chris Duarte because I didn't think Moses Moody was going to be there. So I would say, because or else I would have had him at number one. I said Chris Dorte, and then I had Trey Murphy, and then I had um, Corey Kisper. Chris Dorte and Moody were both gone. They went with Kisper, and then Murphy, I believe, went almost right after, if not right after, the Wizards yeah. pick. Um, and I was completely fine with Kisper. They needed shooting. We seen last season they had outside of Davies Bertans, I mean, and Garrison Matthews, whose minutes were spotty at best. So. I don't really include him that much, but Davies Bertans was their main shooter and pretty much only shooter outside of Matthews. And they they desperately needed shooting, and they filled that role with one of the best shooters, if not the best shooter in the draft, and Corey Kispert. At 15, that's definitely a good value pick. You know, that's definitely a good spot. I was I was happy with the pick. I was satisfied. And then you got Aaron Holiday, along with the Russell Westbrook trade, they added all all in. Tommy did a great job getting all those assets back for Russell Westbrook, making it work for all sides. Uh, you got a backup in Aaron Holiday. I think it was it was a great draft night, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I thought it was a good draft night, too. I thought Kisper, you know, a lot of people had, had him going in the top 10. I thought we got him at 15, mm-hmm. which was a good pick. We knew we need shooting, like you just said. Davies Berton's the only, like, pure shooter. And even he had, you know, we all know he had his off mm-hmm. nights. But, yeah, I think Kisper could definitely help with spacing. Um, and Todd was a good pickup, too. I mean, he's a young guy. I think he's going to take a little time because, you know, he's still, you know, lean. He's got to get in the weight room. So, mm-hmm. I, I think he's going to be in the G League a little bit, which is not a bad thing. 
Because yeah. he's only, what, 19? So I think he's still going to be a solid he player. He definitely has talent. Definitely has yeah. talent. Definitely has talent. Yeah, definitely has talent. It was good today. He, um, Like you said, he made a couple threes. He did miss some threes. But it's all, you know, like you said, he was in the health and safety protocol. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take him some time. But, um, you know, before we get a quick word from our sponsors, uh, I do want to get into your thoughts about the rush trade. We'll, we'll catch up on that. I just want to get your pulse on the mm-hmm. team, on Spencer Dunwoody and everything. But this episode is brought to you by Sweatblock. It's hot outside. It's been 90 degrees outside. Um, so I've definitely had to use some Sweatblock. Um, it, it, it's, a, it's a great deodorant. It's doctor-created, doctor-recommended. works for up to seven days per use. Keeps your shirt dry, dry shirt guarantee. If Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back after seven days for a seven-day free trial. Featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by Firefighters. Bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. Over 13,000 reviews manufactured in the U.S. Um, it's your little secret of confidence. This is a must have for everyone's toiletry bag, whether it's a big presentation or a hot date, everyone can benefit. So, I mean, it, it was featured on the racial ratio. So that's big time. Uh, we also, um, it's what you want to, it's what you want to wear when you're going out. If you, if you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Um, this episode is also brought to you by Indeed. Uh, I remember when I came out of college, I used Indeed every single day, one click apply. Uh, but it's, it's good for managers as well. General managers ask questions to find the right players, like do they have ice in their veins? Uh, when you're hiring, you can use Indeed assessments to help make sure you find candidates with the skills you need. Uh, when hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even interviewing. With Indeed assessments, choose from 120 and 35 skill sets, skill tests to help make sure you're finding applications from people with the skills you need. According to Talentless, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Get started right now with $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash hang up. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash hang up indeed.com slash hang up offer valid through september 30th terms and conditions apply all right so i just want to get your pulse on the wizards all season so far tommy shepherd has made uh, lots and lots of moves um i'm not sure if you saw that little graph it was like a graphic on espn that said the wizards had the best off season mm-hmm, uh, I did. Mm-hmm. yeah did you agree with that how do you feel because i mean the bulls make good moves mm-hmm. um the heat made a couple of solid moves the knicks made some i mean everybody made moves in the east to get better um what, what was your thought on that post and how do you feel the wizards stack up in the eastern conference so uh, right now well, I think the Wizards definitely had one of the best off seasons for sure. I know the Lakers and you got the Bulls, like you said, they definitely had really good off seasons. But for the Wizards to get the amount of assets back that they did for Russ, who people looked at in the, earlier in the season was saying he was washed up and everything while he was playing hurt in order to get off that contract. And, you know, Russ played really well for the Wizards, you know, especially towards the end to that final push into the playoffs. But to, you know, move on from his contract and, you know, according to the NBA, as his, he gets older, even though he's only like 31, 32, something like that, um, I think Tommy did a great job with that deal. It worked out for us. He gets uh, to play with LeBron and have a chance to really win a ring for the first time in his career. For the Wizards, you know, you may have lost the best player out of all the players in that trade, 
but you bring in all these different assets that bring depth to the team and, you know, cap flexibility as well, which the Wizards have struggled with for years now. And even to go back to the wall trade, which people refer to as the worst contract in the NBA, you move from that contract and then off a rust contract, you get all these assets back, you get cap flexibility back, you get guys like Kuzma, who's young and good, and you get uh, Kyle Pope, you get Harold, then you get Aaron Holiday as well. It's, it was great. It was great for all sides. I think it was a win for all sides. So that's definitely um, a great trade for that. As far as the Eastern Conference where the Wizards stack up, I think they can compete for, you know, I feel like that fourth through eighth seed is always kind of up for grabs and it's always close. Usually the one, two, and three, they're kind of decided. They're wrestling up there. But like four through six, it, it's really tight especially towards the end of the season. And they can be in that mix. You know, I can see them being a fifth seed or a sixth seed. If injuries or stuff go wrong, they can be an eighth seed or below. But hopefully they're fighting for that fourth, sixth seed range to avoid that um, playing tournament. But I definitely think they got a chance. They can compete. They can compete this year. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, the, the Hornets were the fourth seed at one point. And mm-hmm. that just shows you how crazy the East is. And like you said, with injuries, too, we have a deep team. I mean, if, mm-hmm. if somebody gets hurt, knock on wood, we have somebody replacing. You know, Kuzma might be a guy coming off the bench. You know, KCP, Montrose Harrell was sixth man of the year. So we have a really deep team compared to last year where, you know, Raul Neto was starting, Alex Lynn was starting. And then after that, you know, we had to put, you know, no no disrespect to Isak Bonga, but, you know, we had to put, um, you know, Isak Bonga in the game. You know, we barely had any depth. At that small forward position, you know, Denny got hurt. You know, it was it was it, it was looking rough for us. I mean, we had you know the three guard lineup with Neto, Ish Smith, and, and you know now we got guys who are six seven six six all across the board. We got a lot of wings. We got a log jam right now, but it's a good thing at the same time. Um, so Spencer Dinwiddie, the big trade, um, mm-hmm. getting him sign and trade. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you like his fit, and do you think his fit could potentially be better than the fit with Russ and Bradley Bill? I think the fit will be better just off of roster construction and also that Spencer is going to be coming in with new coaching as well. You know, you have an offense with Wes Unsell who was saying that the Wizards last season and in the past have had too many one pass, just two pass possessions into, you know, shots and a lot of bad shots. And you bring, you bring in a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie into a good offense that emphasizes ball movement and you have more shooting, added shooting, more shooting than Russ had around him, automatically I think that's a, is going to be a better fit for Spencer because the Wizards have a better roster in totality. So you have a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie who's really good at getting to the basket. You have a guy in Bradley Bill who's really good at getting to the basket as well. So you have two guards in the backcourt that's really good and excel at getting to the basket. You got guys like Bertans and Kispert out there. And then Thomas Bryant, I don't know what other moves they're going to make, I'm assuming everybody's – this is going to be the roster right now. You got guys like Thomas Bryant, when he comes back, who can spread the floor. I mean, kick the ball out to those guys. I mean, it can be really good. Dinwiddie is a great at creating space for himself. He's a good passer. When he was – his last full season, I believe he had, what, like eight assists or something like that. He was averaging around eight assists. Right. I mean, he's a very good passer. Uh, he's a very good lob thrower. So you got guys like Daniel Gafford out there, Montrez Harrell. That's going to be sweet. I think it's definitely a good pickup. It was a really good pickup. And for the contract, thumbs up for me. 
Yeah, I, I think the fit can work out too. And and Brandon Russ, I thought they worked out pretty well too, especially towards mm-hmm. the end of the year. The the beginning mm-hmm. of the year was a little rough because of the quad injury. Um, but I love what you said about Gafford too, because him and Gaff, I think they they could have great chemistry. Him and Jerry Allen had great chemistry being a lob threat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that work out in the passing aspect too. You know, the Wizards were ranked twenty seventh in passes per game. We just didn't move the ball at what at, at at all, really. Um, mm-hmm. It was, you know, Russ or, or Brad get the ball in isolation or Robert Lopez hook shot for about 99% of the plays. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think we're going to move the ball a lot better. So I could see that fit. It's not just about Dinwiddie. You know, I like what you said, but just the whole roster as a mm-hmm. whole, you know, everybody should mesh well and, and, and pass the ball a lot more than what we did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which, which of the three Lakers do you think will make the biggest impact? And do you think Kyle Kuzma can make a leap um, to back to what he was when he was in his, you know, his sophomore year. Mm, I think the Laker who's going to have the biggest impact is Kyle Kuzma. Mm-hmm. I think he can bring that edge defensively. It was at times with the Lakers. He's definitely stepped it up defensively and was really good at being a defender. It was times he got high. He averages 15 points for, you know, his whole career in the NBA, which is, isn't easy to do. Mm-hmm. So you have a, a guy in a new, you know, fresh spotlight similar to when Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram left the L.A. spotlight and, you know, got from under LeBron and stuff and moved to New Orleans, which was a smaller market, fresh start, not as much scrutiny every game. You're not going to be talked about on national sports TV every single day. And Lonzo got paid and Brandon Ingram took a big leap. And I think the same can be said for Kyle Kuzma. It's tough. And I think a lot of people underestimate it. It's tough not only playing for L.A., which is known for winning, and winning championships, along with LeBron, which is like finals or bust. So you're going to be talked about every day. You're going to be looked at every day. You're going to be talked online, trending every day, every game. You can't have bad games. You can't do it. So it's going to be a brush of fresh air for him. I think in D.C., which a team is a team that, you know, basketball is a little smaller market. I think it will be a fresh breath of air for him and I definitely think he could take that leap and I think he's going to have a big impact offensively as well as defensively for the same yeah definitely um yeah I mean you're talking about on uh first take undisputed every day mm-hmm. <laughs> about LeBron and uh Kuzma yeah he, he posted the Capital Boys post on Instagram <laughs> so he, he's motivated to be here um uh, but yeah the betting odds I want to talk about this too they have the Wizards at 34 and a half. Or are you taking the over? I see you're getting in. You're, you're, you're a betting man. You're a betting <laughs> man. So are you taking the over or the under for 34 and a half wins for the Washington Wizards in 2021-2022? I'm definitely taking the over. I think right. the Wizards have a chance to, you know, hit 40 wins for sure. I definitely think they can hit 40 wins. I think that's that's good money. You know, if I was to put something on there, I definitely would hit the over. If everything, if everybody can stay healthy for the most part, you know, no significant injuries to any significant pieces and everything, everybody stays relatively healthy. I think with the coaching and the depth around the team, they have the talent because you don't need three superstars to compete. You know, you got two guys in Dinwiddie and Bill who's really good. You got good depth, but good coaching. You look at teams like the Hawks, look at teams like the Suns. You know, they don't got stars like LeBron and KD on the team, but look where they ended up. So you have that, you got a shot. And I think that over has a shot. So mm. taking over. 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you too. I think yeah, we got 34 wins. We went 34 and 38. I think we're capable of doing it. And you look at the schedule too. We'll see how the schedule mm-hmm. looks too. Because if they just take care, if they beat the teams that are under 500 that they take care of, that mm-hmm. and that's what we did at the end of the year when we went 17 and six. We had like one of the easiest schedules in yeah. the NBA. It was like the second easiest schedule or something mm-hmm. like that. So we just got to take care of the bad teams. Um, and there's not a lot of bad teams anymore. In the, the East got better, so it yeah, is going to be tougher. That is one thing. I did forget to say Corey Kispert's stat line for Corey Kispert fans. He did go seven for 12 from the field, four for seven from the three-point line, and he had 18 points. So he, he, had, he had a darn – he had a good game. Like, this was his best game by far. I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, and then I do want to get into um, some of the things that Tommy Shepard said, and then we'll um, discuss some lineups uh, real quick too because – uh, we got a lot of guys. We got a lot of forwards. So we'll see who who's going to start, who's going to finish, and um, you know who who's going to be the odd man out. But we'll we'll get a quick word from um, some of our sponsors here. Uh, this episode is brought to you by uh, Rock Auto. Uh, Rock Auto is great for people who are not into cars and don't know much about cars. Rather than using a, a chain store, um, it's, it's a family business, and they'll take care of you. Um, for example, they have great deals. Um, for example, Honda Odyssey fuel pump from a chain store is $353, but from Rock Auto, it's only $216. So that's a deal that you can't beat. Um, they have everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oils, uh, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Uh, go explore their easy-to-use website today to find their solution to your auto part needs. Uh, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us? hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need from rockauto.com. Also, this episode is brought to you today by Built Bar. Uh, my favorite flavor is cookies and cream. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, they have coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, oranges, and German chocolate. Uh, if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macro, 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Uh, Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. The grasshopper cookie, um, it tastes like a Thin Mint. It tastes like a Thin Mint Girl Scout cookie. That's my favorite. Girl Scout cookies, but you know the Built Bar cookies are healthy. Uh, that's the difference. Uh, go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, so um, Tommy Shepard he talked about um, acquiring um, Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, he pointed to Dinwiddie as proof that the Wizards can, in fact, attract a free agent. Um, how do you feel about that statement? A, a lot of people were debating on that, you know, because we haven't been able to attract big-name free agents. You know, even uh, somebody like a Kevin Durant, you know, he's from here and he still doesn't want to come here. So getting a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie, do you think that leads that uh, we'll be able to attract uh, more free agents in years to come? Because next year we have more cap space. I think – the most important thing, you know, what the player definitely matters, who the player is. Um, just, I think the most important thing is showing these free agents that, you know, you're going to be competitive. Nobody 
wants to go to a loser. Nobody wants to be a loser. These guys come into the NBA usually being winners and winning a lot of games. So, you know, I think Spencer definitely can help and Brad definitely will help. Everybody knows about Bradley Bill. Everybody knows who Bradley Bill is. And a lot of people know who Spencer Dinwiddie is. And I'm pretty sure these guys have connections in the NBA and friends within the NBA. And I, I've always thought it was kind of crazy that, you know, D.C. is one of the biggest markets, you know, nationally. And, you know, the president is over there, the Capitol, all that, the monument. Right. And in the NBA is like they're Oklahoma City, you know, that <laughs> they don't bring in a lot of free agents. If they got to get somebody, it's got to be through a trade, like or like they're Milwaukee, where they're a smaller town. But it's D.C., it's the District of Columbia. You know, it should be – I've never understood why they're such a small market team when they're in such a big market within the world, you know. So I definitely think free agents, hopefully, when they they just got to show it on the court. You know, you win games, people don't want to play for you. Role players don't want to come. You know, the P.J. Tuckers and stuff, the guys who go to these guys they feel like can win a championship – They'll start coming over to you when they see, oh, these guys can be really good, really good. These guys can be really nice. So winning, this my main thing, winning. You got to win at the end of the day. That's big. That's facts. That's facts. Uh, so Tommy Shepard, um, during the summer league game, uh, I think I don't think it was the Kings game, but it was the game before the Nets when we were playing against the Nets. Uh, he said, our roster is in transition. We made a lot of moves between the draft and free agency. We're trying to get it all balanced out. What was your take on that? Do you think he's going to try to make another move before the season starts? And if you had to look in your crystal ball, who do you think the Wizards would try to go after? Do you think there's a big name out there? Or do you really think the roster is just going to stay the same um, opening day? I think that Tommy's a guy who's not going to force anything. So if there's nothing he can find that's like works for both sides, I think he's completely okay with going in with the current roster. You know, I'm okay with it too. You can look at it like, oh, they can get a backup point guard. I mean, a backup too, which it brings me to, I've heard Josh Hart, you know, sign and trade and make something work with Josh Hart. who's right. a local kid too. Uh, I think that can be a, plethora of things I think that can mean that can they can make a move if they competitive around the trade deadline they can move make a move around then he may still be looking answering phone calls making phone calls right now which I think is very possible because you know they kind of do have a lot they have three big men and Brian Gaffer and Harold you know they got Kuzma they got Bertans they got Rui so they got kind of definitely from the forward center spot they definitely got some you know, kind of a log jam that they could figure out and try to balance out, you know, as far as trying to get a backup shooting guard. Because at the point guard, you got Neto now and you got Holiday, you know, along with Spencer. And, I mean, I, you could put Neto or Holiday at the backup two spot, but maybe you want a guy like Josh Hart who's young, local, you know, Isaiah Todd's local, and the Wizards have brought in a bunch of local guys before. So I, I definitely would love that pickup. But I think that definitely could be that definitely could mean some more moves along the way. But we'll see. Mm. Yeah, Thomas, he he he's a, he he works his magic at the trade deadline. I love the Gafford trade. Mm-hmm. That was a great trade. Um, but yeah, I, I like I like the Josh Hart. I like the Josh Hart. Um, if we could get him in, I don't want to give up too much. I don't know what it would take to get him to come here. I don't know if it's worth it. You know, we do have KCP, but he would definitely be a great addition to the team because he plays defense. I still think we need another defensive-minded uh, shooting guard 
or like a uh, a small guard. I, I mean, Aaron Holiday's more defensive minded too, but I just feel like we need one more guy. I think Josh Hart, maybe Avery Bradley. He is older, but maybe on a veteran minimum, he could come in and help. So those are the only moves I, I could really see. Um, but yeah, I, I did want to get um, how you how you felt about Denny's rookie year and. Where do you think he fits in with this roster? Because there's so many forwards now. You know, you got Kuz, you got Bertans. Um, Rui is a forward as well. Isaiah Todd, if you want to throw him in the mix too. Kispert mm-hmm. is probably going to be a three or a two. So um, where where do you see Denny's potential coming up? And how do you how do you feel about his second year coming up? And how do you feel about his rookie year too? Um, um, well, his, his rookie up. year, mm-hmm. I think that he definitely showed flashes. I think the offense that the Wizards were running at that time didn't really cater to his skill set and what he got drafted for. Uh, If you look at his tape back in Maccabi Tel Aviv, he definitely had the ball in his hands a lot, could play mate, could, you know, try to create his own shot and different things like that. With the Wizards, I feel like he was more restricted to more of a catch and shoot type of guy, be ready to catch the ball and shoot, waiting on what Russ and Brad will do, you know, getting the rebound, instantly passing it off to Brad. I feel like, he showed potential in the game against the Miami Heat when Russ and Brad were out. You know, he hooped, he balled out, and he had the ball in his hands a lot, and he was able to create for others and himself, and he got confidence doing that game. And I feel like under Wes, a role coming off the bench, which I think would be good for him, and like a secondary playmaker role where he can try to create for himself, try to create for others, you know, push the pace, push the tempo, ball movement, I definitely think that's a role that he can get comfortable with. I definitely think that's a role that will help him make that second-year jump that Rui kind of had. You know, I think confidence is key with these young guys. You know, I think he was doing good when he was in the starting lineup last year. Then he got benched for Bertans, and that kind of shook him a little bit because with these young guys, confidence is key. You know, if they're not confident, if they're not confident, a lot of things can mess up with them. You got to build that confidence back up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Scotty, Scotty, <laughs> yeah, Scotty just put him in a corner. Was like, hey, yeah, go out there and knock down a three. If you're not knocking down a three, then it's like, yeah, you, you're gonna sit on the bench. But he started to get more playing time towards the end of the year. Mm. Unfortunately, he had the broken fibula. But uh, like you said too, I mean, he's better when he's getting the ball off the rim, and he's just going down the court, playmaking, making nice passes. That's where he, that's where he's at his best. I think Wes Unsell is gonna be able to bring some of that out of him. Uh, and I, I want to get to lineups. So we have, mm-hmm. like I said, so many forwards. We have three centers. You know, last year we had three center lineup with, you know, Gaff, Alex Lynn, Robin Lopez. So who's your starting five day one? And who's your closing lineup? My starting five, I would probably go with, I like Spencer, Bill. Mm-hmm. I like KCP. Rui and Gafford. That's my five. My closing lineup, I think, will be Dimwitty, Bill. Depending on if we're going big, Kuzma, Rui, Gafford. If we're going smaller, uh, Dimwitty, Bill, KCP, Rui, and Gafford. Rui and or Kuzma. You can switch those two, I think, depending on who's playing well that game. Okay. And then where do you see Thomas Bryant fitting in the mix? Tom, and that's where I kind of see, you know, <laughs> you know, because I know the Wizards kind of did it with Lynn, Gaffer, and Lopez. They kind of, Scotty did it with that rotation of the three guys. But, mm. you know, mainly, you know, normally you just want to have those two, 
you know, and then the third guy, foul trouble happens and stuff like that. But it, it will be tough because Harold's going to want to play. Gafford's going to want to play. Brian's definitely going to want to play unless you put one of them at power forward, which you kind of have, you know, with Rui and um, Kyle who can play the four as well. I mean, I like Thomas Bryant. I definitely think when he comes back that his offense definitely brings the most offensive, you know, effectiveness outside of like shooting as far as shooting and things like that mm-hmm. brings energy as well. Like Gaffer and Harrow, I think are two other energy guys. They got three big men who bring a lot of energy. I think he, he can fit in any big man who can shoot, like he can shoot, you know, off the pick and pop, et cetera, and brings the energy. He can fit in anywhere. Uh, I do think the Wizards are going to have to figure that out when that time comes on who gets this much playing time. And because rhythm means a lot, you know, you cutting this guy right here to play the second guy and then this third guy, you're trying to get them, fit them in where you can fit them in. Guys got to get in rhythm, man. So that's something the Wizards are going to have to figure out with those three centers who are very playable. Yeah, it's going to be tough. And they, they all have different personalities. I mean, like you said, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they have bring a lot of energy. Harold, you know, he he's he, you know, he was not happy with the Lakers. You know, he got on Twitter and talked about Frank Vogel yeah. a lot. So, um, and Thomas Bryant is an energy guy, you know, he's he's a guy that pumps up the crowd and, and gets hype. Um, but yeah, he's a great shooter. And I, I like the lineup. I like I like both of the lineups you said. I think um Thomas Bryant might be a close in the closing lineup just because he can shoot he's the best shooting yeah. big. Mm-hmm. But I do love Gaffer because he can finish around the rim. He can he can jump. He can get up. He blocks shots. He's our. I think he's a, by far our best defensive big. Thomas Bryant's not much of a defensive big, and Harold mm-hmm. was exposed defensively. Um, so, but from that wing standpoint, who do you think is the odd man out? Because you know, Kisper's got to get minutes. Uh, Kuz got to get minutes. Rui's got to get minutes. Uh, Bertans got to get minutes. Uh, KCP as well. There's just a lot of wings. Isaiah Ty, I mean, he's a rookie, so he'll probably be on it. If he does make the roster, you know, he's got to get minutes too. Um, and then if Kisford does does play well, I saw you put a question on Twitter. Um, does that make Bertans expendable? So who do you think gets the most minutes out of Kuzma, Rui, uh, Bertans, Kisford, all those guys? Who, who, who do you think is the odd, odd man out as well? I think, I think there's – two guys on the team that the Wizards could possibly move. I mean, outside of like Kuzma and Harold, but I don't know if they will move them. I think Thomas Bryant can be moved, and I think Davies Bertans can possibly be moved. I say Bertans just strictly really off the contract thing. I mean, they could bring Garrison Matthews back, who, like I said before, is a really good shooter. I mean, it's tough, and that's why Tommy probably brought up, you know, balancing out the roster, et cetera, because it's a tough question. And all these guys can play. All these guys want to play. I think Bertans, if he's there, Bertans gets his minutes. He has to. He's the best shooter on the team. I think Kispert, just because he's a rookie, you know, even though he's your first-round pick, he may – his minutes could be, like, a little, you know, not too heavy, especially early. He may come in, like, here and there. So he may be the odd man out originally. But, you know, you kind of do want to play your first-round pick. But if you got guys – who, you know, coming in in their second year, like Denny, who you kind of want to play too. And, you know, Rui's going to play, definitely going to play. Kuzma's definitely going to play. I mean, it's tough. I I think I can see Corey Kisper kind of minutes starting off kind of, you know, being eased in, not too heavy at the beginning. And it goes off of that, whatever moves are made or whoever's struggling and whoever's hot. I think it it could just go off of that. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it, it, like you said, there's a lot of decisions that that uh, Wes has to make and mm -hmm. Tommy has to make, you know. So we got some good guys where last year, you know, like I, like I was saying earlier, you know, we had to throw in Anthony Gill in there. No disrespect to Anthony Gill either, but, you know, you had to throw Anthony Gill in there mm -hmm. and <laughs> Bonga. But, um, yeah, before we head out, um, just want to get your predictions for the Summer League game for tomorrow uh, against the Pacers. They got Duarte, Isaiah Jackson, uh, Cassius Stanley. So they do have a solid Summer League team. They got some guys that can go. Um, I just want to get your predictions on that. And like I said, you, you are you are a betting man. So if you had to bet on, on this one, who, who are you taking? Wizards or Pacers? I would take the Pacers. If I had to bet, I would take the Pacers. Uh, Chris Dorte has been hooping um, out of his mind in his summer league. He's been really good. Like I said, that was my number one guy that I wanted the Wizards to draft, but he didn't He didn't even make it to the Wizards. Uh, I love his game. Uh, Isaiah Jackson's pretty good. Cassius Stanley's pretty good. Like you said, they got a pretty good squad. The Wizards, they played well today against the Bucks, but – you know, they've had issues at times, and I wouldn't be surprised if those issues came back up against the uh, Pacers. I mean, you would hope to still see good showings out of, you know, Kispert again and Isaiah Todd and Holmesley. You know, they could be hitting their stride, and they could easily win. You know, it's summer league. You never know. But if I had to bet, I would probably go with the Pacers. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't blame you for that. Just being honest, Wizards fans, mm -hmm. I can't blame you on that. And then one more thing with the lineup. A lot of people do hurt, hate on Bertans, which I totally understand. You know, you can't mm -hmm. have zero points and six fouls in the playoffs. But if Bertans is hot, man, he he did help us a lot. When the year where it was, you know, John Wall was hurt, you know, it was mm -hmm. just Bradley Bill, Bertans, Garrison Matthews, and just a whole bunch of guys. Um, Bertans was on fire. And this year to start off, you know, he was overweight. You know, he came out of shape. So I think he's a guy, if he doesn't perform, then he's a trade deadline kind of guy that we trade yeah I like I, and I will give Bertons like I know I'm kind of hard on Bertons but I, I've always given him this benefit of the doubt mm -hmm. you know he was you know especially with Thomas Bryan got hurt you know he had that contract he got traded from the Spurs he mm -hmm. got way more minutes on the Wizards than he ever got on the Spurs so he kind of took the league by storm like oh this guy like everybody knew he can shoot but they didn't know he could shoot like that like he was like like Let that Hornets think. game that one time where he was just like on fire that year uh, and then you have the next year. So guys are game planning for you. Mm -hmm. And then the Wizards don't really have that many, like, shooting options. Like, Brad can score from three, you know, but even his three-point numbers, you know, were down. So it's like we shut down Bertans, and we pretty much almost kill their three-point threat. So you have Bertans being really the only really, really big, big threat from three. Like I said, Garrison Matthews' minutes were inconsistent, and Thomas Bryan got hurt. So all the focus is on Bertans. All the game planning to stop the Wizards 3 is on Bertans. You stop Bertans, you severely hurt their three-point production. You know, they will live with Rui taking threes or Denny taking threes or Russ taking threes. Right. You know, so with Wes, I think with that new offense, I think that can help him. I think with them getting, you know, more shooters as well, I think that will help him. So we'll see. I, I give him the benefit of the doubt and see. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him in the West Sunset Junior offense and this roster. So I'm definitely willing to give him a chance. Yeah, I, I am too. Now it does. It's just looking at that contract, the 16 mil, it, it hurts seeing it. 
but we we get why he got the contract because he shot the ball so well. So I think if he's hitting it adds to the roster, it definitely will help. And we'll get that mm-hmm. spacing going with Dinwiddie, Brad. You space the floor out. A lineup with Spencer Dinwiddie, Brad. Let's say you know it's not the best defensive lineup, but it's a great scoring lineup. It's a great spacing lineup. You could have um, Spencer Dinwiddie, Brad, uh, Denny at the three, and then. Uh, Bertrand's at the four and Thomas Bryant at the five, you know, because mm-hmm. Denny's a solid defender. Brad can defend when he feels like it. And then mm-hmm. Denny, Denny's not bad either. So I think that could be a, a decent closing lineup too, because they can all shoot and they can score. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something to consider too. But yeah, just to get back to Bertrand's, I mean, yeah, we'll see what he can do. He's just, he's got to be more consistent. He's got to do more than just shoot threes, but we know what he is. He's just a shooter. And, um, you know, Kuz, Kuz is Kuz. I think, like you said, too. I think he can improve. So I line up with him and uh, Rui Gaff. I mean, that's a good lineup where everybody's six eight and mm-hmm. can score and is athletic too. So we'll see what what happens with that. But D, I just want to thank you for coming on uh, this episode. Before we wrap up, is brought to you by Locked On Today. Make sure you guys check out Locked On Today and subscribe to the Locked On Day Locked On Today's uh, channel. Get all the sports news you need in under twenty minutes with the Locked On Today podcast host Peter. Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Um, so, D, just tell everybody where they can find you and uh, anything you got coming up with your channel. Um, you guys can follow me, YouTube, Twitter, D Talks A Lot. Um, Twitch, D Talks A Lot. I you know, have watch parties with the Summer League games. They can be a little drag on because it's a little sloppy <laughs> but it's definitely you know fun times we vibe out we talk anytime wizards you know do some are in the news i'm streaming on twitch for it youtube talking wizards basketball so and twitter talking about wizards basketball all the time so definitely check me out on those platforms i appreciate you having me on it i, I really enjoyed it this was definitely fun love to do it again sometime oh yeah definitely want to have you on and then for all the people who like denny uh, D does a lot of Denny reviews on his YouTube channel as well, mm-hmm. film sessions, different things like that. Uh, so make sure you check him out. But people who are watching football team fans, he is an Eagles fan. So, you know, try not to boom too much. But D, I thank you for coming on. Everybody, make sure you subscribe to D on YouTube and everything else as well. Follow him on Twitter. And uh, make sure you guys subscribe to Locked On Wizards so you get daily updates. Uh, everybody, have a good one. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.